You're welcome to Tree Talk episode 152. Uh, today, myself and Matt are going to be looking back on the final round of the Senior Football Championship. We'll have a brief uh, look at the Intermediate Football Championship, Premier Junior and Junior A Football Championships with all, nearly all the teams into the quarterfinals or knockout stages. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss Peter Casey's unfortunate injury and Mikey Kiley's um, move to Ulster Rugby. That's all coming after this. The impression of the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leading the charge of the left today. 45 minutes out. He's a chance to score. He's putting one. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. I'd say, Matt, it appears every week we, we start with uh, Badly Steam, but I suppose just the nature of the draw in, in Group 1, we were both in Clahan on Saturday evening. I, I was obviously in goals. You had a better vantage point from the sideline. Uh, Galta Gales deserve it, 115 to 110 winners over Badly Steam to top the table. Um, you were there, obviously, Matt. I suppose, what was your, your main takings from the game? Yeah, um, Jack, um, first of all, I would say that it was... Very enjoyable game. I, I I thought it was a decent game of football. Um, I predicted a draw, and at one stage there late in the game, it looked as if it was heading heading in that direction. Um, like both sides had periods of dominance. It, you with a very pretty even first half, but um, what, what what surprised me was um, um, Ballestine got got the perfect start with that with that early goal and. Or four points up early on, and and um, it, it, it looked as if they were at that stage, as if they were unstoppable and heading for a second win. But you you have to credit the resilience of of, of Galtee Gales um, that the way they came back in the time they had moved a point ahead, and um, like you know, during the trenches, and we have said this before, you need your big players to stand up, and I think on the day. That um, you must hand it to the two countymen, the Childs brothers, who who um, who really, really dug it out. Um, Morris O'Sullivan also at fullback, Patrick McGrath centre back, like right down the centre. They, they, they had a very, very strong spine to the team, and and um, the, the 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 rest of the team responded. Now they they, they had um, the type of a third quarter that a coach would dream of. Um, where, where they went seven points clear. Um, they, they really, really had Ballestine on, 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 the, on the back foot. But immediately before the water break, um, Ballestine got a couple of quick fire points. And, you know, the immediate thought from experience and what happened uh, about these water breaks is, oh gosh, the water break has come at the wrong, the, the wrong time for, for Ballestine, that it has broken their bit of momentum, get back into the game. It actually hadn't, Jack, um, as you were recall. Immediately after the water break, um, Ballestine landed four points in a row to to, uh, to, um, to to draw level. 
uh, sorry, to come within a point. And and um, at that stage, it looked as if all the momentum was was um, with Palestine. Well, we got um, in the home stretch, we got a, an exact replica of what we saw early on, where Palestine had the momentum and did not drive on. And we saw the resilience of Galti Gales um, when they clawed their way back. They did the very, very same at the end, because when they were under threat, um, Towards the finish in the last six or seven minutes, and um, closed out the game very, very efficiently. And of course, Bob Childs did the rest. Like it was an incredible performance by Bob Childs. Um, 12 points out of 115. And like four of them were from play, but it wasn't just, it just, it just wasn't his contribution on the scoring front. If, if, if you recall, Jack, um, a couple of times, when there was only a point in it, um, when the ball brought the fence, Bob Childs brought it out a couple of times. Like he, he called to, I, I thought his brother Tommy was absolutely excellent at, at, at midfield and, 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 and provided a platform. Um, now, like, you know, they, they played like a team that were liberated. Um, they, 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 since they came up, they have played the group games and relegation games. Prior to this, and and like they they, they 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 got their first win in the group stages against St Kieran's, and because of the configuration of the group and because of the results, it meant that they were absolutely guaranteed a quarter final place, and it meant that the game against Palestine in many ways was a free pass, and it gave John McGrath and his management team an opportunity to send them out and and just to show what they what they could do and and I think they showed a decent level of football now Hall is far from last for Palestine um, now I, 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 I know probably the, the biggest prize of all on, on, on the day was not just the two points if we're being honest I suppose the, the real big prize was to avoid a day out of the quarterfinals if, if if possible but I I, I think um um, Ballystine are quite capable of of regrouping. I think Ballystine, in 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 recent years, we have seen Jack um, that they are a different animal when it comes to the knockout stages. Um, we, we we just go back to 2019 and putting putting Castle West to the pen of that collar, and and we saw last year and against against Father Cases um, in in the quarterfinals before slipping up to Ballylanders. All is certainly not lost um, um, for for Ballystein. Um but um, yeah, it's a big task, I suppose, to face to face um, face a day. And um, but overall, I thought it was a decent game of football. Yeah, I suppose it was a decent game of football. Watching on from the field, I just thought, um, to be fair, to Gales, Gales, they just seemed that bit hungrier, that bit sharper. And I was talking to John McGrath after the game, and just. I won't say they're a different team to last year's team, but they've certainly learned their lessons from their first year in the senior ranks. Um, they've, I think they're a stronger team, more organised, probably better handling. They just improved all around the field and completely deserving of their their place at the top of the table. And as you said, to avoid Adair, they'll play Ula in the quarterfinals. Now, Ula got through by virtue of Adair's win over Napierstig after Ula beat Napierstig. Adair won 13 to 6 points over Napierstig. I suppose 
probably wasn't really a surprising a victory for a dare, but they're they seem to be motoring well, the county champions. Yeah, they are w- without hitting the high spots, which 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 is a good sign of a team. I suppose it's ominous for all those that are pretenders to their crown. Um, is that um, they, 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 they 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 haven't hit peak yet, and and we 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 know that there are, you know, a couple of more notches in 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 this Adair team. So like, nothing has changed as far as Adair is as far as the perception of Adair is concerned. Um, in terms of the championship, they're, they're, they're championship favourites, they're champions for, for, for a reason. And like, um, I, I think um, they, they, they just motored through the group stage. Um, you know, I won't say on freewheel, but um, they, they motored very, very, very comfortably through Jack. And, and um, uh, you know, certainly they have no plans to relinquish their crown easily or anytime soon, I'd say. No, they definitely don't. And as we said already, uh, Adair will play Ballysine quarterfinal. Galtig Gales will play Ula. And then at the opposite side, then you've Napierstig versus St. Kieran's. And we won't go too much into these games, Matt, because obviously in three weeks' time we'll be discussing them in depth. But for Napierstig, um, like this must be three or four years in a row now where they're they're flirting with relegation. Like it, it's a worrying sign for the City Club. It's a worrying time for their for their for senior football status, but they, they they seem they seem to be able to rescue it and rescue it comfortably enough. Um, when they have been confronted with this situation before, and as you say, we'll be talking about it in greater depth in 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 three weeks' time. But um, I I have a hunch that Napier should be okay. Yeah, they they always they always seem uh, to be able to look after themselves in the relegation. But it's look, it's. No team goes out to, to be in relegation places. I suppose that's Group 1 and Group 2, which are kind of grouped until the quarterfinal stages. Group 3 and Group 4, um, Mona Lee and Clahan played on Saturday evening as well to see who would top the table. You correctly predicted a three-point win for Mona Lee. They went out 113 to 110. But it's a good sign from Clahan, if anything, to, to stay within three points of a Mona Lee side that we have really talked up this year. Um, and both sides will go into the quarterfinals with huge confidence. They will, and it, it, it was a Tlahan team that were short a number of uh, players, a couple of key players, in fact. And um, I, I, I said last week that I, I put Tlahan in the same boat as I put Galti Gales. Um, the only difference was that um, Tlahan got their, the win under their belt at the first attempt. And um, as things transpired, the very same as the Gales, it was a free pass for them into the quarter. Um, last Saturday was a free pass for them. They were into the quarterfinals. They were safe from relegation. They were able to go out there and express themselves. I saw them against Melly Landers um, on their first game back. And I, I, I could sense the tension on, on, on the line and and practically in the team as well. Um, the tension to get that first win. And... and um, they did it. I was impressed with the manner in which in which they did it because um, there was a stage there in the second half when when they had succumbed um, or um, a, a four point lead and had allowed get, um, Belly Landers uh, draw level. And it looked at that point that it, it was Belly Landers' game all day, but they conjured up a magnificent goal. And uh, I I've seen Monlin this year, and I've been hugely impressed by by Monlin this year, but. I have been equally impressed by Tahan. 
and 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 whilst I didn't think that Lahan um, that you know um, the, the game probably came a bit too soon for Lahan to beat to beat Mona Lean and you know um, they were they, they, they were short a few key players. Um, I felt that they were going to run very 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 closely. They had run them very very closely in the league in in so far as how much you can rule. Read into the league is distinct from from the championship, but um, uh, yeah, Clahan Clahan will be nobody's pushover. Um, you know, this, as I said last week, it's only 1986 when were winning a county senior double, so there's a, there's a huge depth of tradition there. And one thing about this Clahan team, it it wasn't as if Clahan came from nowhere to win the intermediate championship. They they, they 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 had been flirting with it for three or four years and had become hardened, both physically and mentally. And um, I, I think they were very good. I don't want to preempt what our discussion will be in three weeks' time, Jack, but I, I, you know, I wasn't surprised, and that's why I went for a narrow win for Mona Lean because I felt Sahan would really put it up to him. And 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 that that's how it transpired. Um, and... Um, yeah, I I've been impressed. I've seen Clahan. I've been impressed with them. Yeah, and obviously Clahan, they're they're through to the quarterfinal stages, but they're going to play one of the big boys in Newcastle West. Newcastle beat um Father Casey's three ten to eleven points, and I suppose I was hardly surprised a bit with the result. Like we, there's no doubt in how good Newcastle are, but we were probably talking about Father Casey's that if they could bring through some of the minor talent from the last few years, like they're consistently in minor finals. But I think it was a, it was a statement of intent from Newcastle West on Saturday evening to win by eight points, and they were they were ahead they were ahead by probably that margin for a lot of the game. Yeah, Jack, and um, I I certainly didn't pre- I predicted Newcastle West would win. Um, I I didn't predict the margin of victory, but we certainly predicted last week that this was the opportunity for Newcastle West to make a statement. I, I had seen him in, in, in the league find against Monalian. I was very, very disappointed with him. I saw him in the opening round against Galbley. I was equally disappointed with him. But I, I felt out there, there was a team ready to explode on the scene. And I think they, they gave a statement of intent. And I am not at all surprised at it because, and of course, there is a dynamic that, that between Newcastle West and, 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 and Father Cases. And it stretches all the way from minor through under twenty right up to senior. But the, the, the farther up it goes, um, the, the more that um, Newcastle West seem to have the upper hand. Like, yeah, it, 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 I think we said last week that this was the opportunity um, for, uh, for Newcastle West and that they would take it to launch a serious bid for championship honours. And um, I, I, I think they have made, made a statement of intent um, in, in that victory over over, over Father Cases, and um, certainly, uh, you know, um, it'll be a very very interesting game with Clown in three weeks' time. Yeah, and if, like I'll just put up the the quarterfinal fixtures here, like, and we won't talk too much about them. Or that's that the that's the Premier Junior ones. The like Galtier Gales, Ula, Dare, Ballystine, Monlean, Father Cases, Newcastle West, Clahan, and Obviously, there, there's favourites in all of them games, but like, there's no one saying that any one team is guaranteed to go through. But um, there's some outwarting clashes there. But one game that really stands out for me, and I suppose it'll be close enough to your heart, is Galbally versus Bally Landers in a relegation semi-final. Obviously, Galbally 
um, gave Adair a lot of it in last year's semi-final and Bell Landers got to the final. So it just shows like how tight this um, Limerick Senior Football Championship is. Jack, I was hoping you wouldn't bring it up. I have to. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, um, it's disappointing for both clubs and uh, both clubs, and I, I, I've been speaking to representatives of both clubs in in recently, and um, since this this pairing emerged, and you know that they're, they're both very very concerned about their status naturally, and and um, you know there there is there is an acceptance, um, I think, on both both on both their parts that they just didn't measure up on this year, and. Um, like they, they they will be trying to to uh, to rectify it. Oh, at least one of them is going to preserve status in 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 the um in the in the semi final and and naturally they'll be hoping that going going through to the final, whichever one of them will go through to will fall into the relegation final, will will, will survive through through that method. But um, it's a very very disappointing place. Um, like both of them were semi finalists last year. You're correct. Um, both of them gave a good account of themselves in the semi-final. Galbally put it up to there. Um, Belly Landers beat Belly. Um, Belly Landers um, had a very, very disappointing county final, Jack. Yeah. And I, I just wonder, is there a residue of that hanging over? Um, I, it's very, very hard to pick up from that type of a result on, on football's big day and, and certainly in, in the lead up to last year's county final, like there was an expectation and rightly so if a team gets to like that, that they're going to give a good account of themselves. But unfortunately from a Barry Landers point of view last year, it was almost a no show. Adair um played against the staff and who who will ever forget that the goal was a Hugh Burke it after about yeah. seven or eight minutes, a goal for ages. And from then on, it was all downhill um, for um, for Belly Landers, and unfortunately, they were in damage limitation. And I just wonder, um, is, is, was that a carryover of that? I, I certainly had a fear that there would be a carryover of it. Um, now they have a very young team; like um, four of their defenders would be under twenty-one, under twenty twenty-one, um, that that they're starting with. Ballylanders are going through a certain element of transition at the moment as well, Jack. Um, possibly, and you can say every team is going through an element of transition, but it depends on the amount of the transition that you're going through. Um, now they've suffered a big blow going into the quarter, into the relegation playoffs, and it looks as if Jimmy Barry Murphy's season is over, and and he's their go-to man. So um, a lot of soul searching to be done. Um, between now and three weeks' time, when that relegation final will take place, it'll it'll be a local derby for the one for the ages, and uh, tickets would be, <laughs> you know, they they would they will be precious for that one. Um, but really, the tension the tension will be will be very very high. But um, both sides would probably approach it, Jack, with you know that they 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 have um, they have the backstop of. Of um, a relegation final if all fruit fails, but uh, of another chance, but um, you know that won't count on the day. It will be just get rid of that relegation threat, and yeah, it'll be very. I, I I have waffled on about it now, Jack. We we'll move on to the next subject. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a great game to go to. And you actually mentioned tickets there, Matt, and 
I suppose we got a bit of good news during the week with regards tickets and I suppose attendances and stuff. It's fairly ambiguous so far in relation to club championships. But look, we seem to be coming out of this and hopefully we can start to get good attendances at these games. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. And um, that, 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 that'll be hugely important. Um, all, all the hurling games, um, um, senior hurling games presently are fixed with the Gaelic rounds. There are a number of people out there not too happy about it, but um, uh, the, the, the point is that it, that is to accommodate the greatest possible attendance um, mm. at, because of the, of the size of the venue. And I suppose you, you, you've, got, you, you've got to respect that. So, um, yeah, look, um, there, there is a certain element of ambiguity about it. Um, it's not as crystal clear as we would have liked um, the directive, but I'm sure that it will emerge in the coming days and um, uh, I, I would have thought that, that, that the GA at national level would have um, would have jumped to the idea of 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 seventy five percent for the All Ireland final between Tyrone and Mayo, but that 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 just isn't happening because uh, the, the president of the GA this morning said that there's a logistical issue with it, um, because of course the caveat with the increased attendances is that it's for fully vaccinated people. So that means putting in place a structure um, that you check um, all, all um, who, who's vaccinated and who's not. And do you know something, Jack, from you know going into restaurants or wherever, where this is necessary at the moment, it's cumbersome enough finding this thing in the phone um, and, and producing it. And very often, more often than not, nearly the, 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 the scanner that's supposed to be scanning it, it can scan it. So, um, you know... Um, I could just imagine Croke Park with, with um, what, 60,000, maybe 20,000 of them queuing up with less than an hour to go to the match. I could see pandemonium. I suppose that there's a point in it. Um, but I understand that provision is going to be dropped from the 20th of October, but that, of course, will be too late um, for the All-Ireland seeing a football final and indeed too late for a lot of the club championship games. But I, I think clarity is needed and um, clarity is needed quickly because uh, just the bland statement that, uh, you know, you can go up to so much um, uh, provided that they are all vaccinated, um, you know, leave, leave, leaves an awful lot of, it leaves a certain amount of ambiguity, but it, it leaves a huge uh, logistical challenge to the organisers of events. Yeah, but look, we're, we're headed in the right direction anyway. I suppose that's our senior football championship coverage. I suppose moving quickly on to the intermediate championship, which is still ongoing. There's still a couple of games we played. Munger St. Paul's have to play Raquel and Kildano Palace Kennery have to play Krakora. Now with all those teams involved in hurling, I don't know when they're going to play um, this week. I'm not sure. But in group three and four, Ter Griffin's top group three, Palace Green in second. In group four, St. Sennans have topped it with Bruff in second. Um, that means our Griffins will play Brough and Sennans will play Palace Green. And like Griffins and Sennans have been the standout teams so far in the competition. You'd you would have fancied him to get through to the semi-finals at this stage. Um, and then on the other side, Munger St. Paul's are true. They'll play either or Raquel or Pats will join them. Pats are on minus nine, Raquel are on um, a level score difference. If Munger beat uh, Raquel by more than nine, Pats will go through with him, anything less. Or anything other, Raquel will go through with him, and then Krakora need a huge win over Kalina Palace Kennery to have any chances. But just looking at what we've seen so far in the Intermediate Championship, we had singled out probably 
Gerald Griffins as a team to beat to start with probably Mungris and St. Sennans. Has anything changed in your mind from what we've seen so far? No, Jack. Nothing Nothing has changed. Um, uh, Gerald Griffins, of course, um, uh, extrapolate altogether that they have been, um, uh, you know, um, the number of county players they have and what have you. But they've been so close for so long now that, you know, uh, that you could say probably if you're looking for Romans, you could say top time lucky. Um, but I, I, I think that the picture will be clear this Thursday evening because I understand the two outstanding games are due to be played this Thursday evening, are they? Um, um, the Alice Kennery and um, St. Paul's and, and, and Rakeel. I only got um, Hurland fixtures, but Munger St. Paul's are down to the Hurland on Friday, so unless they have completely separate squads, which I know there is, there's very little turnover in the squads, but I suppose it has to be played sooner rather than later, really. Yeah, that 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 that, that would suggest that that is unlikely. But my understanding is that they were to be played this Thursday. Um, but we, we we'll just wait and see. But the scenario that you have painted there, Jack, is absolutely correct. And the nub of, of your question can can we see beyond um, Mungret St Paul's, um, St Sinans, and Gerald Griffins? I I I I think nothing has changed in the championship so far to suggest that 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 we look outside of them. No, I just I, I suppose Kilima Palace Henry's victory over Drum Bradford is a standout one, but I suppose with Hurland coming back in their first year in their senior ranks in Hurland, um, that's bound to tell it take its toll. But yeah, we it seems but to be Drum Bradford Drum Bradford did make a statement um yeah. in, in 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 the um in, in, in the um second round against Krakora Manister, but we did wonder last week as, as to how Cora Manister would, would adapt in their new surroundings. And we, we spoke in the context of, of the Horn um, being, being battling around there at the top of, of for a couple of years before there were promotion. And the same with, 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 um, with um, Gerald Griffins now. But like Cora Manister came from nowhere to win the junior championship last year, you know. And you, you were just wondering, we were wondering here last week was, was that the ideal grounding going going into um go, go, going into the next level and and uh, it is proved that it wasn't plus there, there was another factor of course was that you you were the um were pitted against the masters like they may be down at intermediate level at the moment but like the team of this the, the, this this third millennium so far have have to be drum broad for you know and um you, you know there could be a revival there, and they 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 could upset our 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 best predictions. But certainly, I think they made a statement that you know people were saying, "Oh, from Bradford after being beaten by Kildare Palace, can read that uh, you know that the, a second relegation was looming." Not a bit of it, I'd say. Um, um, back in business, but to what extent? Only time will tell, Jack. Only time will tell, I suppose that. The manner of that that last Kilian Palace Kennery will see them probably more than likely face um Ungret in the in the knockout stages. So it'll be tough to tell. But look, there, there's there's great games coming that. And I suppose we'll we'll move quickly on into into the Premier Junior Championship. Um I'll try and get the fixtures up here for us. Um I think that's the junior A. Um here we have Castleman versus Croom, Ate versus Mount Collins, Mona Gay, Newcastle West and All West Derby. And Father Casey's versus Kentilly Drum Keen. 
I suppose we had picked out you had I think it was Croom you had picked out at the start of the championship as as your yeah. team that you were to, to watch. I had picked out a Tay. Um again has anything yeah, has anything changed your mind? I'd have a shout out for Kilkeedy from Keane as well, you know. Yeah, obviously Shawdee's club. Um it's it's handy to have an intercounty player at that level. They can they can really change a game for you. But like it like that all West High of Monaghan, Newcastle West is one that really stands out for me. Obviously, at Taymon Collins is the same, and th- there's just there's some very good teams there. At teams that we've seen intermediate in recent years, um, and are having very close to intermediate, um, but I still would be plucking for for a Tay, um, if I was to call it from that from this early stage. Yeah, but the, 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 if you take an overall view of it, Jack, there are eight teams left in it, and six of them are from West Limerick, you know, which is which is a football stronghold. Um I yeah. I think um the um, the only two outsiders are Croom and Kiltiri Drumkeen at this stage. Um so like the, 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 there are some very interesting ties. Now we didn't want mention Monegate at all now that they were runners up yeah. um last year. And they 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 deserve to come into any discourse that we have about likely winners. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I, I wouldn't write him off a, a, at all. Now you're, you're probably saying that I'm second guessing as to who the four semi-finalists might be at this stage. But yeah. um, um, I, I, I certainly would give, would be giving a shout out for him. And um, Kilkenny Drumkeen have been around quite a while. Chrome have been flirting with it, beaten in the semi-final, beaten in the final. Um. You know, there's going to be very interesting concluding stages to this championship. And, and like, if you go back three years, and I have said this before, Jack, if you go back three years when you, you had a whole pile of lopsided games in the junior football championship, I think the manner in which the, the county board deserve the utmost credit for the manner in which they have restructured that junior championship. They've, they've made, they have they have come up with a formula that has play, has teams playing at their own level, and we, we we see from the graphic that you put up there's just there while ago of the quarterfinals, there are some mouth-watering contests to, to look forward to. Yeah, and there they are again: Casman versus Croom, Taymon Collins, Monaghan, Newcastle West, and Father Casey's versus Kiltilly Drumkeen. They're all. Three weeks time, we we'll, we'll have to wait, but I suppose the majority of the teams are involved with the hurling championship. And lastly, for for the football championships, the junior A, um, these are the quarterfinal pairings: Manog versus Brewery, Ballybrick and Barmore versus Munger St Pauls, Phoenical Meadie will either play Camogue Rovers or they're there to play next weekend I, I, or next week, I think. Um, and then obviously the the loser plays Phoenical Midi, the winner plays St. Pat's. But I suppose in the junior A, Barry Brick and Bormore have probably been the standout team thus far. And I think you had mentioned them from the from the outset, Matt. Yeah, I think they they they, they, they probably are the outstanding t- team in in my view. Now, um, you you'd also look at look at it there, um, uh, and Phoenical Midi. Now, should and Phoenical Midi at their um quarterfinal material lies. Um, that 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 has the ingredients of of being a right one, because um, as far as I remember, they met in the twenty twenty West Junior B final a couple of months ago, and there was there was only just a point between them. Um, so and be, being being finalists, hence they got promoted. So that will be very very interesting. 
you know, we mentioned Mungret St. Paul's in the context of the intermediate championship. Like, it says an awful lot about Mungret St. Paul's that they have a team coming behind them that are, you know, competing at the concluding stages of the Junior A Championship. Mm. No, that, that speaks volumes. But there are, there's one standout fixture, Jack, in, of the four, the meeting of Banog and Brewery <laughs> near Naples. Yeah. Now, that will, that will be a very, very interesting game. Trust me, it will be a very, very interesting game. Um, uh, like, Brewery tend... Um, to 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 put all their focus on hurling and and um, when that's finished to to, to um to play football and mind you they're damn good playing football. It's it's mm. only about ten years ago that they contested a Munster Junior Clubs final. They're quite good at play, adapting to football, and I, I suspect that that um that um a, a tie coming up against Banog in the quarter final will do a mighty lot to focus their minds because you must remember there is absolutely incredible rivalry between uh, Brewery and Drummond Atlaka. And you might ask yourself, what has that got to do with, with, with Brewery and Banog? It has everything got to do with it because Banog and Drummond Atlaka are joined together in football. So yeah. <laughs> there, there, there'll be a lot of nuances in, in, in that one. That, that, will, that will be one not to be missed. Yeah, there's a, there's an awful lot of clashes there that that can't be missed really. But I I suppose we leave that we leave the football talk there, and I suppose there will be a hurling special to come probably later this evening or else tomorrow where we look at um the start of all the hurling championships. But speaking of hurling, um we got some bad news I suppose at the weekend with regards Peter Casey, um what we feared I suppose came true that he did tear his cruciate in the All Ireland final. Um, with that incident, I think he was running in on goals, and I think Aaron Galang gave a pass off to him. And I don't know, did he slip or did, he, or did the knee give way? But look, we won't have Peter for at least nine months. Um, and it's real, it's a real devastating thing for Peter because he was flying in the All Ireland final, he was on course to probably get 10 or 11 points, which I, I presume is unheard of in All Ireland final. But even for himself, for his club, for Napiershig, like it's just it's just very disappointing news for, for a, a player. That is at the peak of his power, started his first All Ireland final, and as we said, was was in contention for man the match. Uh, Jack, it, 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 it's it's something um, that, that you hope is a nightmare, and that it it, it isn't true, you know. Um, un, unfortunately, it is, and um, I like we've been in this medium now for a couple of weeks, and we have been we, we've been speaking about uh, Peter Casey. Um, and speaking about um, the sending off that shouldn't have been, and you know, I, I would hold firm that it it it, it should never have taken place. Um, but um, he he certainly went into the All Ireland final, and he was making a statement. Um, he as to what he could do, and and um, you're right, Jack. Um, uh, he he um, he had five points cut before he went off. Um, he 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 was possibly heading for record books, of of possibly going into double figures from play, in in in, in an All Ireland final. Um, he he had the court defence pulled all over the place, and they were not able to regroup even following his his departure. Look, it's it's a huge tragedy for Peter Casey. It, it, it's a huge loss and tragedy for for the Piercing, 
and and for and, and for Limerick. But Jack, look, the, the big losers uh, is the whole body of hurling. Mm. You know, um, uh, hurling needs to have its superstars. And like when you're talking about superstar status, uh, Peter Casey fits very very comfortably into that category. Um, I I all we can do is wish Peter. The very, very, very best to look, and and that we hope that we see him sooner than later. But knowing he has shown resilience in the past, Jack, and um, I, I wouldn't doubt for one minute the resilience of Peter Casey. But um, I look, um, I I just I just don't like thinking about it. Um, it, it it's such a blow, as I say, it's such a blow to everybody involved, you know, and like the general public. In Limerick, we're looking forward, um, you know, they we're looking forward to the club championship. Like, you really, really want to see your best players. And, like, you know, you, you want to see the like of Peter Casey at, at, at close hand and seeing what he can do. A man in the top of his forum would has the resilience, Jack, to bounce back, will bounce back from the injury and will bounce back and recapture <coughs> the type of forum that has made him the star he is and an all-star, if there's any justice there, um, this year, um, you know, we wish Peter the very, very best of luck. Yeah, uh, we wish him the best of luck, and, and no doubt he'll he'll give it his all and he'll he'll put in the work. And I suppose hopefully we will see Mike play for Napierschig um, later on this year because it's an awful blow for for two of Limerick's best, not to mind two of Napierschig's best that they're they're both on the sideline, but. Look, Mike did his diligence in rehab and just unfortunately another setback. But hopefully we'll see one of the Casey brothers in action for Napiershig. Um th- this year we won't see Peter, but hopefully we will see Mike. Another I suppose I don't know if it's disappointing news for Limerick or, or really is joining Ulster Rugby. And when I say good news, look, it's good on a on a personal um level for Mikey that the effort that he's put in with Limerick is being seen by a professional rugby setup. And when you look at the players, and obviously Joe O'Connor started this work, but they're, they're animals. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. You see the size of these players, like of Dan Morrissey, Kyle Hayes, Garrod Hegarty, Tom Morrissey, all these lads. And it's clearly down to, obviously, hard work from the boys themselves, but Mikey Kiley is putting in the procedures in place for them, for them boys to excel. And we can only wish Mikey the best of luck in his endeavour with uh, Ulster Rugby. I, I couldn't agree more with you, Jack. I, I, I just couldn't agree more with him. And wish him the very, very best of luck. And and how lucky Ulster Rugby are to be getting the man of the calibre of of um, Mikey Kiley. The contribution that he has made, Jack, um, to Limerick has been phenomenal. Like his contribution behind the scenes goes about his business so quietly, shuns the high, shun, shuns shuns the limelight. But by God, what a job! What a job he 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 has done, and John Kiley wasn't slow um, to point the finger um, for the credit for the performance on All Ireland final day to, to, um, in 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 Mikey Kiley's direction. But outside of that, Jack, the contribution that he has made to Limerick as mm. as a player himself and as a mentor, like for a man of such young age, like to have the CV that he has and to have the contribution behind him, contribution all for good, um, you know, is, 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 simply, is simply phenomenal. 
but he's a huge loss to Limerick. And I, I want to join with you in wishing Mikey the very, very best of luck um, in, 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 in his new endeavours with Ulster Rugby. And, and what is Limerick's loss is certainly Ulster Rugby's gain. And, and um, they, they, you know, when, when they came looking um, for somebody um, to fill that role for them, um, they, 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 they certainly, they certainly uh, chose a top man, an absolute top man at, at, at the job. I'm, I'm desperate sorry to see him leaving leaving the Limerick setup. But having said that, I'm sure he goes with every good wish that. And I, I'm speaking for all Limerick supporters. I, I would say, when I say we wish Mike, we say thanks, Mikey, for what you have done, and and wish you the very very best of luck in your future with also uh, with with also rugby. And by the way, Mikey, if you're watching, hope we see you in the club championship in the coming weeks. Yeah, ho- hopefully we'll see him sooner rather than later. And look, who's to say that we won't see him um, with the Limerick setup in, in in a few years? But um, you you mentioned the word the word there is thanks thanks to Mikey, and I suppose on a, on a broader a broader sense, there's been a lot of speculation about backroom staff and management team with Limerick. And you said to me off air, and I just think it, it's important to say it that like whatever like whatever happens, like we just need to enjoy this, enjoy the the, the staff that that John Kiley has put together, and like. Three All Irelands in four years, like it, it does not get much better. It could, it could only get better with that half an hour against Kilkenny aside. It would have been four in a row, but we'll take three in four years anytime. Jack, I'm one of those people that has been 45 years watching other counties celebrating and glowing in All Ireland success. And now it has come to our door, thankfully, to a special group of players, special management, and three in, three All-Irelands in four years. It wasn't just three All-Irelands in four years. Like, we saw, arguably, the greatest performance by a team, possibly the greatest team ever, in an All-Ireland final. And we saw it, what, exactly 10 days ago. And now we have descended, instead of basking in it, we have descended to speculating as to <clears throat> what might and what might not happen with the backroom team. Will we, for God's sake, part that, <clears throat> enjoy the moment, enjoy what, what our players and our management have, uh, have, um, have achieved. And we have the utmost confidence that in the fullness of time, the county board will have the backroom team in place and the backroom team will come together in the fullness of time. And they have got plenty of time between now and the end of the year to do it. But for God's sake, stop this, this nonsensical speculation, out of place speculation. Um, let's enjoy the moment. Let's enjoy what we have achieved. Now, Mikey is going. We know that. But let's not speculate about who else might be going. Or this, that, or the other thing. Let's enjoy the moment. Like it, to me, when I when I see this thing, to me it's the height of nonsense, you know. And 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 um, because like a lot of those people weren't waiting as long as fellas of my age um, for for these kind of moments. And by God, you know, I I'm, I for one are prepared to milk it anyway. And 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 and, and um, 
in, in enjoy it and 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 bask it and <laughs> dare anyone stop that, Jack? Yeah, we 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 will enjoy it. We will um we will cherish it. And look, we'll have these players back in action um as soon as tonight. Um, we have I'm it's the meeting of um South Liberties and Black Rock. I'm very sure it's, it's tonight's game. Um, and the Senior Hurling Champions back, and we have Barry Nash will be playing that game. Brian Ryan is also a part of the All Ireland winning squad. But I suppose we we'll leave it. We we'll leave it at that, Matt. We have the preview of the hurling to come and. Before we go, I just um, the win a coup competition. Um, I think it's coming up soon. I think it might be even the fifth of September. But um, it's just while while we should be enjoying these Limerick players, they're obviously enjoying their time, and you'll see it in that short video. But many thanks to you, Matt, and we'll be in touch soon to talk about the Harlan Championship. You're welcome, Jack. Now you still automatics, like. <laughs> Here we have this beautiful car. You have a chance of winning at www.winacuga.ie for 20 euros, and your support is much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dave, you just lay across the planet. Stop on or off? Hitch up the shots a bit. You're right, man. <laughs> a nice car for you to, to win though. It'd be lovely. <laughs> Super grady. Yeah. Oh, I take it. Accuracy is a bit... It's off, is it? Yeah. <laughs> you just say your hips going that way and your face is back. Oh, you see that. You see that. Oh, my good God. Why did you just say that? <laughs> Thanks to all the Limerick supporters for 